Hey, what up, everybody? It's Hoppy. I'm actually having, I'm in an okay mood right now, having a beer uh, at home and all this. But you know how it's funny sometimes for people to spiral? I'm, I'm going to spiral and vent my goddamn day of my last few days to you uh, uh, motherfuckers. I know y'all miss me because of crazy shit, and I miss y'all so fucking much. I wish the Twitter algorithm could not recognize when I got back home, but as soon as I make friends with like five or six of y'all, it knows it's me and, and kicks me off there, so I don't even fucking try no more. But uh, let me tell y'all what the fuck going on. Last, last I checked in, y'all know we're trying to get this fishing business rolling, rolling, and I got the old ugly boat and all that. Well, let me tell you, I mean, I'm learning. I'm a greenhorn, okay? I've been a, a fucking pastry chef for a long fucking time. So, like, trying to change my life and get into this fishing business and export these, these invasive fish for the Chinese, done signed the contract with the Chinese, got my commercial fishing license. I'm pretty much ready to go, but I fucked up because I got this boat, and I thought it was going to be cool, but then I realized the boat holds 800 pounds, right? So I'm fucking 200 pounds, and then my homie's 200 pounds, and then the fucking engine's 200 pounds, and the ice we got to ice the fucking fish with down is 200 pounds, and we can't even fucking put a fish in the fucking boat. So that was a waste of money. I got to get another goddamn boat. So there goes another five fucking stacks. All right, so then, so then I'm trying to make my rent, and so this restaurant needed help real bad for a week, and was begging me to come down there and help, right? Pay you cash, you know, bill 50 a day, come down and help. It's the busiest week of the goddamn year. So I'm like, all right, all right, I'll go down there. So first three days, go coach. Uh, and, <laughs> and so then, like, the next day, we right in the middle of the rush. I'm running the fucking kitchen. Like, I don't even work there. Like, I don't even work there. There's, you know, people been there two, three years. And I'm doing all, I'm leading the whole fucking show, right? Just over doing the fucking expo, which for y'all that don't know, that's where you put the food together for the service. So he's over fucking jacking off, basically, while I'm running the fucking kitchen for him. And this motherfucker starts making white jokes. I'm talking hardcore. And, you know, this motherfucker, uh, he, he's the same, same type of people that banned me from Holly, Holly, Hollywood, Wood, Wood, if you feel me on that shit. Uh, so I just walk out. So then I'm trying to get a hold of state police. So that I'm cool, you know, I got to get all the regulations down. I'm pulling the trailer so we can deliver the fish to the fucking Chinese. These assholes won't call me back. I'm trying to figure out what the, you know, I don't want to get pulled over and get a fine because, you know, my truck's too small. The trailer's fucked up. They won't even answer my questions. So then I get a job at Bojangles. They offer me 50000 a year to be the manager. I'm like, all right, I'll go here and rock this shit out for six months, get a big-ass boat, and I'll be straight. Well, they run my background check. They fire my ass for even start. For shit that I didn't even get convicted of. I got charged with. Shit's dismissed. How are you going to fucking fire me for shit that I didn't even get convicted on? Bitch, those are, that's fucked up. I was dismissed, bitch. I didn't do it. So I ain't got that job. So this bitch of wildlife won't call me back. Won't tell me uh, uh, where I can get a boat. Or, so the game wardens won't answer my goddamn questions, right? So, so it's like, all right, all right. So I got to get a new boat. State police don't want to answer my goddamn questions. Fish and wildlife don't want to answer my questions. But, but, but at the same time, they're on the fucking news begging people to come be commercial fishermen. Oh, we got carp everywhere. It's a horrible problem. It's killing all the crappies. It's killing all the bluegill. There's no food for the fucking catfish. Oh, shut the fuck up, bitch. If you want people to come and fish, answer the fucking phone. Then, I mean, I mean, dude, I, look, the world is shitting on me right now. I'm telling you what, if I was a Star Wars character, I would be a Sith named Darth Toilet. Because the world just shits on me. God damn it. Darth Toilet. That's my motherfucking Star Wars name. I'm the Dark Jedi Darth Toilet. So, you know, right when all this happened, I'm sitting at a coffee shop uh, earlier, and, and I'm sitting at one of them community tables. There's tables open everywhere, and, you know, this bitch was hot. I probably hit. But she caught me in a foul mood. And come over and sit right next to me. She probably wanted me to talk to her. I was not in the mood. And so I just let out the loudest, 
longest fart. I mean, everybody. I mean, the fucking baristas looked up. Dude, it was, I mean, it made my day. It made my fucking day, and I just sat there with a smile on my face. Oh, I hope they all smelt it. Love y'all. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I appreciate you all so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, if you're in that vicinity, give them a crisp high five. And if you're not in that general vicinity, just go ahead and send them a message of thank you through your favorite social media app, which you can find me on all the platforms such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and exclusively on randomrobcast.com. I just threw that in there. That was the first time I ever tried to, I used that incorporated into my intro. So I feel good about it. It felt confident. It just rolled off the tongue. I didn't stutter. I didn't um in between the words. So I might try to keep that in there. But as per usual, have a guest with me today on this uh, random day in the week. Um, I met this person exclusively. I, I don't know why I'm using exclusively all of a fucking sudden. That's like your favorite word for tonight is exclusively. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard her lovely voice there. Um, I met her at uh, exclusively at a uh, comic palooza a <laughs> uh, couple weekends ago. Um, great person big personality she got a lot to say that's kind of why i wanted to get on the show because i don't feel like she got it all out at the panel that we had together (laughs) (laughs) so i have with me today one miss keisha of the leaper lounge how are you (laughs) i am good and um just kind of like i feel like i should be asleep you know because it's that nice baby making weather but i don't want to be making babies i just mm-hmm. kind of want to sleep yeah so yeah i'm just chilling and you know kind of sitting here like a a, a true fat girl you know just got to need a piece of cheesecake in my bed you know <laughs> scrolling through pinterest see, <laughs> now, see now what's funny about that we just had a similar uh a nap or whatever so I, we, yeah we did <laughs> we, we went out earlier me the wife and um the kids here Got some uh, food and I had a milkshake because I ate previous to taking them out. So I get home and I lay across my bed and I'm sipping this milkshake <laughs> just laid up against my headboard and shit. And uh, I fell out. I, I went to sleep. I took a nap. <laughs> and You uh, had the itis. Yeah, from a, from a freaking milkshake. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> Yeah, I mean we're getting older. Yeah, we can't we can't just drink a milkshake and be good and go out shopping, you know, and socialize. A milkshake, I mean, you got the dairy in there. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know if it's gonna upset your stomach. Oh, I know it. You know, the, <laughs> the thickness is like you know what? I think I deserve a nap after this milkshake. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just how it is. My wife was laughing at me. I mean, because I was just like dead man laid out across the bed, like. Head on the pillow, arms straight out of either side, legs just agape and just laid out. <laughs> That's that good sleep. Like when you wake up, you're like, where the fuck am I at? What time is it? 
Why is it dark outside? Yeah, that's not good sleep. <laughs> it was funny because like you texted me, you were just like, uh, it was one o'clock. I got up at like six mm-hmm. something. <laughs> I was like, I was taking a nap. It was like, what well, shit? I was taking a nap too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like I said, met you at Comic Palooza. Was uh, captivated by all the things that you were talking about on our um, panel for solo podcasts or the inquiring minds of uh, people who do solo podcasting and whatnot. And uh, mm-hmm. I invited you over. So I mean, let's get back to the beginning because I mean there's a lot of things to unpack here um, from what I remember True. from what I remember and uh, don't hold it against me if I forget because that's why I do an audio medium that I can record and recall later um, that's okay I'll just correct you every single time you're wrong okay. and point it out to everybody very yeah. well so it was a Saturday <laughs> that we did our panel right no it was Sunday okay yeah see I'm just checking to see if you checking me <laughs> I'm a woman. I don't forget shit. And plus, I'm petty. So, mm. I live for moments when I can correct the motherfucker on the spot. Yeah, damn. <laughs> but, um... You're like, God damn, is it too late to uh, get somebody else to talk to instead of this host? <laughs> nah, I, just, I just old school you. I be in here like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm driving through a tunnel. Well, let me let me call you back. <laughs> no, no. All right. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> Your audio cut now. be like, uh, <laughs> but um you yeah i feel you you have an interesting uh start into the world of podcasting from um any other person that i've known that um do a show and whatnot so let's talk a little bit about that what got you into podcasting um honestly i i knew about podcasts didn't get it you know um i really got started Let's see. We've been doing this on our own for a year. And then six months prior to that, my friend had tagged me on a post on Facebook and there was an internet radio station and they were looking for new hosts. So we had to send in all of our info and things like that. And one of the owners, he read mine. He's like, you have to have a show. Um, and I was just, you know, being my normal self. And he thought I was making the stuff up that I was sending to him. And I'm like, uh, negative. So um, from there, that is how the Lever Lounge with Keisha began. Um, during that whole process, it was basically they wanted to have business owners, and I was a triple business owner, um, but they wanted a show that was entertainment-based. So with mine, you know, we cover a lot of celebrity news and gossip. We do fashion, um, whatever hot topics are, and I always have guests come in, and you know, it got to where my show was the most popular um, um, show on that internet radio. But one of the owners just didn't like that. He, I don't know, he wanted to put me inside of a box and my ass just don't fit inside of a box. <laughs> so, you know, we went our separate ways and that's when my husband and I started actually producing the show. We, you know, we left that uh, internet radio station and then the following week without, you know, skipping a beat, we had a studio set set up at our home. And um, from there, it it just has grown. Um, It it still surprises me that how big it's gotten. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have some really fantastic guests and, you know, we've been invited to some places 
to interview people that, you know, I'm just like, oh, wow, what made them think to invite us to come out and broadcast? So that's pretty much the story of the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I'm sure if my husband were right here, he'd have like 99 other things to say about it. But that is it in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, man. But um, prior to, I know you were talking about the um, the radio, inter- the internet radio spot and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any previous um, broadcasting experience before then? Absolutely not. I mean, I think I came out of the womb, according to my parents, performing. So um, most people don't believe that I was extremely shy when I was little. I, I mean, I used to hide behind my mom's skirt, that kind of shy. Um, I went to Catholic school and they started having, you know, started picking some of the kids that they felt were good speakers to start um speaking during mass and whenever there was an event or something like that they you know would select me to be a speaker and once i went to you know high school i did cheerleading drama speech um all that kind of stuff so i don't think it really surprises people who know me that i'm doing something like this now i've always wanted to be in the entertainment field but you know life happens and you're like, huh, am I going to try to move to LA? Am I going to have to sell my ass to try to make a living? Or am I going to really get a nine to five and earn a paycheck, which is what I did. I was a um, child social worker for years and years and years. Um, But no, no broadcasting. I I never even been inside of a radio station before. I didn't even, this is how bad I was on my first show. You know, the little, uh, what do they call them? The cans that you put on your ears. Yeah. Um, I had them inside out. <laughs> so one of the owners, he's like, you know, he goes, are you going to turn those around? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're not going to be able to hear anything. They're, they're So, yes, that explains that I had no experience at all broadcasting. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, But, you know, we worked it out. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not trying to be uh, funny or, you know, come off a certain way. But when you was talking about... um. Uh-huh being the social worker or whatever, I was like, man, that that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it was always the badass kids that always had to go to Miss Holman's office or in a lot of cases wanted to go to Miss Holman's office. And I saved their asses from a lot of shit. I mean, I had the worst of the worst, but even those, you know, their teachers saw them as being disruptive in class. And I'm like, they're just not challenged enough. You know, here's their backstory, and their teacher's like, bitch, I don't motherfucking care. His ass was standing on top of a desk. Get him out of my class. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and that social work in me is still there. Um, I can't help it. My mom says that I have always had the bring home the stray dog tendencies, you know, whether it were an actual animal or if it were a person. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is kind of true. Um Case in point, this weekend we drove to San Antonio to go rescue a pit bull from a shelter there to bring her all the way back down here to Dixon. So, yeah, the social worker in me is still there. Yeah, like literal stray dogs. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You know, I just have a soft spot. Yeah, I mean that's how it be sometimes. I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if, if um they don't have somebody and they like to be good to them, they need at least one. You know, just one person. Yeah, and I need that person to be able to, you know, uh, you know, have a soft heart. But I, I'm brutally honest. Yeah. 
you know, and um, so they're going to get a, a, it's going to be a nice mixture. It's going to be some tenderness mixed with, some, you know, some, some, some throws in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you, but don't make me throw punch you because I will. <laughs> and then I'm going to send you right on back to class and you're going to do good, right? So, yeah, that's my husband calls me a verbal samurai. Word. Now, and and that's an interesting point, too, because, like, um, a, a thing that was brought up during the panel is you're the talent. Your husband is like the ninja behind the scenes doing all the work or whatever. And, I, and it and it does show because, um, as you stated previous, um, we doing the panel and everything and people are asking you, us, questions. And he just like in the crowd, right. like. Yeah, but actually, you know, and he pushed, right. you know, put his finger on his nose and push his glasses up and shit. But matter of yeah. fact, <laughs> exclusively, yeah, he, yeah. Is, he, exclusive, he is the exclusive producer of the Libra Lounge with Keisha. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be brutally honest right now. So, yeah, I always pull out the I'm the talent uh, card because my I'm just fucking lazy. I don't want to figure out how to do all of that production shit. I want to sit down and talk. Cause the fucking lights, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do. I don't want to mess with lights. I don't want to mess with sound. I don't want to mess with a computer. I just want to talk. I, I, I have the gift of gab, mm-hmm. and but it's really because I'm lazy. I, I, you know, he's tried <laughs> to teach me some of those things and ask me if I'm interested in learning those things. No, no, I'm good, bro. No, that's all you, right there. That's all you. So, yeah. I, I get it. I go through a little bit of the things um, at the house as well, so I, I, I get how it goes right. down. But um, yeah, how, how did that even come into being? If you don't mind me getting a little personal, I mean, how, how did you find each other? Ooh, okay, so he and I actually graduated high school together. Word. Same class, everything, but we didn't date in high school. Um, he was a football player. I was a cheerleader. Okay, so here's a funny thing. So it was our freshman year. Kind of sounds like a Taylor uh, Swift song. It, it sounds like a what? It kind of sounds like a Taylor Swift a song. Taylor Swift song. Uh, <laughs> it does. But let me start writing these lyrics down right now. See if I can find me a dope country beat. So uh, we were sitting at a uh, at a football game, and we kind of flirted, and we held hands, and that was really it. And then um, the next week. He had written me a letter, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to take you on the rodeo of love. And I was just here to practice. I know. How fucking corny is that? That's why he ain't getting none back then. So, um... We, I was at cheerleading practice and I showed all my friends and I was, that was a total bitch move. But, um, yeah, after we graduated, we, you know, he, he went off to school in Colorado. We both started building in our own lives and, uh, our 10 year high school reunion came up and, um, I was, um, over that. And then I had always wondered, you know, where he was, what he was doing or, you know, stuff like that. And then we reconnected. Um, he was married and had a stepson and had a two year old and I was single and I had had my, I had my daughter who was four at the time. We just started talking, you know, we didn't cross any lines or anything like that. We just, you know, started talking and, Shit, like three months later, he and his, his wife separated, and I've been there since then. I know. Yeah, it was your <laughs> so, fault. That was your fault. <laughs> you got to make your no, I know. I, it, it, you know what? So everyone says that, but it, honestly, it really wasn't true. I mean, we liked each other, but, I mean, he was married. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and uh, I was just, you know, you know, when she left, I slid right on in there, you know, and here we are 11 years later. Word. That's, that's um, how long me and my old lady been together. Yeah, that's a long ass time. Yeah, it is. I mean, Ooh, I wa- when I revisited. I wonder, do you get on your wife's nerves like James be getting on mine? Oh, I, shit. I, I get on mine constantly. Sometimes <laughs> it's on purpose. <laughs> I I feel that way too until you know it gets up. I'm like James, don't make me get that motherfucking knife and stab your ass, okay? Because I, I I'm not above stabbing a motherfucker. Well, it, but um, it, yeah, eleven years is a long time to be with someone. Yeah, and it it, it don't get that violent. I, I don't think I got the knife threat yet. I, I she would uh, threaten me with like fist to fist violence before she hit me with the knife, and I, I don't think that I, we got to that level yet. I I think that might be around. Mm-hmm. The tolerance level over here is a little bit lower than it is over there. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm I'm aggressive, aggressive. Yeah. Yes, I will snatch your hoe up, and yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he 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 can put up with me, and, and I, I clearly I can put up with his ass. So you know. Yeah. So like, w- when did you realize his? awesome tech abilities and whatnot and all this stuff is he just the one be like because this is how i am with my wife my wife come in she'd be like i'm interested in this and then i make it my mm-hmm. job to be like all right to verse myself in the thing that she's interested in because i'm gonna ultimately yes. be the motherfucker <laughs> yes that's pretty much how it happens here uh luckily excuse me my husband is an engineer um he's okay. an electrical engineer he uh, as a, he's a tested fucking genius, you know. He'll probably give me side eye if I don't mention that. <laughs> so there's pretty much anything anything technical he can do. Um, and just like what you said, whenever I say hey, because I, I, I get harebrained ideas all the time. Oh yeah. And um and he and he just like you throws himself into it. I mean, I don't even want to know how much money he spent setting up our studio mm-hmm. um, because I'd probably be pretty pissed off. But yeah, he is. It's funny because uh, a lot of the our audience they they know him as producer James. Yeah. But then people will say they think that's his only job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, we would be living in a cardboard box. No, he has his own career, um, and this is uh, and, and we both do, um, you know, because I own a boutique and I also do event planning. So we both have other careers, but, you know, the Libra Lounge with Keisha is something that we both are very passionate about. And whatever needs to be done technically, he does. Uh, he, he makes it happen. Even through all of my bitching and fussing and fighting, he still makes it happen. And, I, you know, I, I don't have to worry about someone fucking me over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it's my husband. I know he's got my best interest. And this show, we've invested a lot of time and money into it. So... We take it pretty seriously. I think he takes it a little bit more seriously than I do. I'm, I'm like, God damn. I'm like, we can't miss one week? No, Keisha. No, Keisha. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, I'm tired. The housewives about to come on and shit. I got to DVR it. Like, literally, there's times that I will have a guest, and as soon as their hour is up, I'm like, uh, I got to go. Housewives of New Jersey is on, and I'm not trying to miss that shit. So, yeah, it, it, it is a part of our lives, and, you know, and it's, it's, it has introduced us to some great people and some really fantastic opportunities. So yeah, he's all about it. Word. Now, uh, triple business owner. I mean, how did that come into existence? Cause I mean, it's something that I'm interested in. We spoke about it a little bit offline after the, um, 
panel at Comic Palooza and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm I'm just interested mm-hmm. in to your rise into not only only one thing but three things. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's funny how that happened. Um, so I was going into I was approaching my seventh year at the campus that I was at, and the, the towards the end of the year before, uh, James and I were. James and I have been together 11 years, but we've only been married for four. Mm-hmm. So we were planning a big wedding, and um, so we were both doing boot camp and, you know, all that kind of shit, and, you know. And, I, was, I, I mean, I, I'm the type of person when I would throw up during boot camp, piss myself, and I, I was not cute during boot camp. So, you know, we were getting ready for that, and then one, I started noticing that my right hand was – it was hurting and it was, you know, numb and tingling and it just wouldn't stop. So I really thought I had carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, you know, one morning um, I was just like, damn, I'm like, I can't even really move my neck, you know? Um, So called the doctor, went there. They gave me a, I think it was a cortisone shot and some steroids. And they're like, you probably got a pinched nerve. I'm like, yeah, okay. That sounds about right. And then, like, maybe a couple of weeks later, I was in bed, and I could not move. Um, I had to call my husband, and he was like, what do you mean you can't move? I'm like, I can't move. I can't get out of bed. That is how excruciating the pain was. Um, so then, of course, that was lots of trips to the doctor, lots of blood work, and they're like, we can't, we don't know what's wrong. So, um you know, I'm like, okay, mate, it, it can't just be the working out, you know. So time went on, and it was so bad that my husband was having to help me get dressed as well as my daughter. And then, you know, when I would work, whenever I was on my lunch break, I was going out to my truck and, and going to sleep because I was just exhausted all the time. Um, and then I told my PCP, I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm crazy, but I'm not that goddamn crazy. There is something wrong with me. And then one day he called in, and, you know, they say, your rheumatoids are high. I'm like, okay, okay. What the fuck is a rheumatoid? <laughs> I, you know, I never heard that word before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, what does that mean? And they're like, well, you're going to have to see a rheumatologist. I'm like, okay. Um, so long story short, I was diagnosed with lupus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my husband was like, you know, we don't know about this disease. I don't think you need to go back. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want me to work? Um, that was like music to my fucking ears. So, um, three months after that diagnosis, I was in the hospital with, uh, type one and type two diabetes, which is very unheard of. Um, it just was, um, you know, I had both of those. I was insulin resistant. I had very high testosterone. So my testosterone was double what it was supposed to be for a man. So literally, I was going to grow a dick instead of balls any day. Yeah. Um, my, uh, you know, I was taking like 20 pills a day between lupus and a diabetes, taking five insulin shots a day. And I would still be walking around and my, my you know, my sugars would be like 600. And um, it got to the point I was on an insulin pump. Um, and so it, it, it was crazy. They even took my case to the top endocrinologist in the world. And they were like, we don't know what the fuck is wrong with her, you know, Um so it literally overnight, the diabetes went away. And people look at me, they're like, what do you mean it just went away? It just went away. 
Um, so then I was like, okay, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> and um, I, I was like, you know, I need something to do. And my husband's birthday was coming up, and he was, he's a big Game of Thrones fan, and I created a Game of Thrones party for him. And everyone just was going insane over the decor and stuff that I made and people started calling me to do parties. So from there I became an event planner and, um, you know, then that wasn't enough. I'm like, I'm still a little bit bored. <laughs> so we kind of opened up an online boutique. And then when you add that on to, you know, the Libra Lounge, there you go. Those are my, my three gigs. Yeah. Damn. That, that was a hell of a work, work around to get to <laughs> shit. I know, right? <laughs> so you had to get diabetes yeah. to get to your empire. <laughs> you know what? It, it's really true. It's like sometimes you got to make a bit sick for it to do right, you know, because <laughs> I, I would have still been, you know, being a social worker, which I loved. But, you know, there was other things inside of me that I wanted to explore. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Bitch had to damn near die yeah, damn. to see the light. <laughs> yeah. That man, that, that's freaking crazy. I, <laughs> I ain't laughing at you, mm-hmm. but goddamn. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was rough and it was scary. And now we can kind of laugh about it. But my parents would call me every morning at five thirty, both of them, um, one after the other, and they're like, "How you feeling today?" I'm like, "God damn, I don't know. I fucking sleep. I, I feel sleepy. That's how I feel, <laughs> you know." But they were just really, really scared. I mean, we had yeah. some scary incidents, you know, with me like passing out and all kinds of shit. I just don't know how to act right, basically. Mm-mm. You know, always doing something for attention. So we we got the thing about the party planning and whatnot. The the boutique. What, what was the steps leading into that? Yeah. Um. I was just like, uh, people would always ask me like for ideas, like, oh, I want to get a shirt made, you know, what should I do? And then we just, you know, I hooked up with some partners and we started doing shirts and um, shirts and all kinds of like decor things and stuff like that. And we only opened the actual physical boutique last month. Okay. And we put that together in a month. Um, because when we got the spot, it wasn't for the boutique. It was really for, I wanted the studio out of the house. I'm yeah. like, okay, we've got all these guests. Now the, now the damn guests are bringing the entourages. I'm like, you know, I, we, it's time for us to, to move up. Mm-hmm. And so we got that. And then my, my, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not monopolizing on all this space. Let's open up a fucking boutique. Mm-hmm. And what does James say? That's a great idea. My fuck. So yeah, we got it together <laughs> in one month, including, you know, all the vendors, all the vendors in my store are female owned, small business owners. We did a big grand opening and all of that stuff. And it, it, it is, I was, I think I was less stressed out when I brought home a newborn baby than I was during that whole trying to get that shit opening together. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I mean, but, the boutique started off um, totally online, right? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it was totally by phone. Uh, if you really want to get technical, it was Damn. totally by phone. People would call me, text me, hey, I want this shirt, I want this mini, I want this color, I want this design. And, um, and then it just, it, it was, it was really like spirit gear, you know, yeah. um, with the boutique that we have now, we still do custom items, but we actually just have a full boutique where we've got um, 
clothes, you know, for regular sizes, plus sizes. We sell tees. We sell wreaths, door hangers, sarcastic teacups. We sell Louis Vuitton, upside Louis Vuitton purses, uh, lotions. It's everything mm-hmm. there. So, Word. <laughs> This, yep. is, this is freaking amazing. I mean, you. This has inspired me to do things. I, I don't want to bring motherfuckers to my house though, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I don't have a problem with it. Because I mean, I, 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 I personally don't give a fuck. But I got babies running around here, so. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I didn't mind because we had the space. But here's the thing: is that in our bedroom, there is a second staircase in our bed in the master bedroom that leads up to another room and we weren't doing anything with it. Well, I was throwing like my event plan and stuff up there and we turned that into the studio. So it wasn't just that they were in my house. They had to walk through my damn bedroom to get to the studio. And I'm just like, mm, mm, I don't feel like making my bed every goddamn time we have a show. You know, it's just, it was, it, it was time, you know, it was time for us to move. Word. Okay. Now, um, has the podcast any helped you in your other business adventures? Adventures, ventures, ventures. Uh, yeah, it actually has because through that we have uh, created a line that is based on the Libra Lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got T-shirts um, that I've come up with that are some of my catchphrases that I use on the show. Um, you know, we have a segment that's called bitch please and we have a tank that says bitch please and that's been one of our top sellers and um, we've got some others and um and i always get asked by you know our audience members you know they will you know send me messages you know asking for advice about starting a business Mm -hmm. and you know i even did a podcast that was uh, a show that was called how to start a business when you're broke um, well, shit, I need to find that one. That sounds like me. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, it's actually um, one of our earlier shows is, you know, how to start a business when you're broke, you know, and, and things to do because people always say, I don't have the money, I don't have the money. And I get it, you know, I completely get it. And But it, it's doable. Is it a little bit harder? Yeah, but it'll make you appreciate the shit that you do have. Um so, yeah, they asked me a lot of advice um, about that. And we just today, actually, we just opened our online store for the boutique. So, um, of course, you know, we advertise that on the Libra Lounge Keisha podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, when it comes to the aspect of design and whatnot, that's one of the um, I think the best parts I enjoy when I try to craft mm-hmm. my own merch and what's and whatnot or whatever. Right. Do you have total hands on on that, or do you kind of like you know outsource the idea and have somebody bring it back to you? Um, I do work with a graphic artist, and we've been working together from the start, from from the very start, as far as us doing T-shirts and things like that. So she knows my style. Um, I will give her an idea um, and say, "Hey, this is what I want. This is what I want it to look like." Um, and we just kind of go back and forth with one another. Um, it, it, her, her husband says we share a brain sometimes just because we get each other. Um, so, yeah, I'm very hands on, but I don't physically actually do the heat pressing or the screen printing or anything. Oh, no, I don't want to learn how to do all that shit. Um, I'm the total creative in, and that's just like I said, I'm the talent. Uh, I'm the total creative in that. And um, again, you know, I was able to find someone who I really trust. 
and you know who wants to see me succeed because there's a lot of fucking hating ass bitches out there like so real and i've had to deal with them and i've been uh fucked over yeah. a few times by different people yeah so yeah and um not in the aspect of people fucking you over or whatever but like i just feel like i need to be in control every damn thing oh yeah so because like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i'm trying to do everything right now because like i enjoy the merch everything the way it is right now i make the design i shoot it to the third party they mock it mm-hmm. up they print it and ship it you know i pay them the fee i get the, the you know the extra so i yeah. i rather enjoy that because i mean i could just sit here and draw ass load of designs and be like pew take that shit but the pro- right. the profit though you know it's like they mm-hmm. obviously they're doing all the work but uh, you know right. i'm seeing the small yeah. end of the uh, profit and right now i'm just working to cut out the middleman i want to do the shit myself so i am the motherfucker looking into the vinyl cutter and the freaking the heat press and the transfer paper and all that shit and the shit is fucking right. scary man but oh yeah it, yeah I, I mean i tell people all the time no if i were trying to heat press that my shit would be all lopsided wrinkled and just it, no you know i know i i know what i'm good at and i you know have a person that we work well together and yeah basically i am the middleman but that's okay with me because I'm still getting paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's a partnership that we both have. And, you know, we do the percentages, right, where we both benefit well from it. So it, it works out because I, I don't have time to, you know, learn how to do that. And I don't want to – I just don't want to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? A- I just flat out don't want to do that shit. It don't look like fun to me. It looks hot to me. And if it's something that is sweat inducing, there uh, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna say hell, motherfucker, no, I ain't doing that. So it, it works out perfectly for me. Um, I love it, um, and I, I, I see what you're. I, I totally get what you're saying. And you know, in the very beginning, I, I was like that as well because of the control issue. And I, I did get to a point. I'm like, I have to trust and work with other people yeah. to get. To where I'm going otherwise I'm like it's gonna take me five years to even learn how to fucking do this machine you know and I think about in five years how much money could I have made just working with someone else and it, it, for us it, ha- it has worked it really has so that 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 getting that transfer stuff on and that vinyl mm-hmm. I don't know that's 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 not for me I wish you the back best of luck with it though <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll give you a report once we get everything cracking please no I want you to videotape it because I want to see how many times you fuck up I want to oh. see if you burn your fingers oh. I want to see if you're going to have fingerprint if they can even do your fingerprint after that if, unless you burn it all off <laughs> I want to see stuff fall on your toes I want to hear you say god damn it I want to see it all you need to document it. Oh, well, I say God damn it just for the hell of it. So, I mean, that ain't nothing new. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, you know, I had a small taste of it, you know, way back uh, when I was younger. Uh-huh. Whatnot. I just, you know, I did it like super uh, entrepreneur cheap way. I just went to Walmart, found some uh, iron on transfer paper. Ran that bitch through the right. pr- ran that bitch through the printer and just was ironing bitches on in, in the kitchen just na 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 yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and um I made decent money on it but at the time I didn't know what to do and just dealing with a lot of these third party people 
or whatever, I kind of got a better grasp on like if I'm to do the shit myself, you know, the margins that I can charge for, for you know, my work. Because yeah. then it was just like I was only getting paid to buy more material to make more to sell the shit, you know. So I wouldn't exactly. I wouldn't get no profit. And, yeah. th- and then for me, it was kind of like I just wanted to get my shit out there. I mean, it was something right. that I made that somebody wanted. You know, and that right, just right. just that aspect of it was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then I was just like, yeah, every 10, 20 minutes, I got to go to Walmart, and get some more packets of iron on transfers and shit. I was like, wait a and minute. And it's expensive. <laughs> it, it, it gets expensive. Um, you know, the people, you know, that I have partnered with, they've got that unlocked. So they get huge discounts on stuff. Whereas, you know, if I keep going to Hobby Lobby or Michael's to go keep getting supplies where they get that for like dollars you know what i mean like low like a dollar or two dollars and stuff like that and i was i was you know you you get to a point you're like in order for me to make a profit for this i'm gonna have to sell this shirt for more and then you look at it like every goddamn bitch who has a circuit machine thinks that they you know can open a business and that's just not the case at all yeah but you you have to think you're compete you have to look at your your competitors mm-hmm. you know you got someone who can do what you're doing faster and cheaper so they're going to make more money whereas you're having to spend all this money you know and time having to go back and forth to do things and you gotta you gotta bump your prices up yeah so uh you know and i was just like you know this is the best case scenario with me um yeah but it's nothing like someone posting a picture of something that you you know, design. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty cool feeling. Man, yeah, it, it fucking blew my mind. Like to see the very first shirt of my creation to be on somebody yeah. else's body other than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, Well damn. That's my shirt. Then you know they giving you a little shout outs, you feel you know, feel like you, you know, uh Versace or Gucci or mm. you know, I'm a real designer, you know. But yeah, it's a it's a really cool feeling. Um it is hard work, especially when you're having to do all aspects of it yourself. And then, of course, you got your your career, and yeah, it, it, it's a it's a lot. Yeah, and I I and then I feel bad sometimes because like there's so many cool people through podcasting that I've met, and uh, you know I network with and whatnot, and I just want to send them shit. But at the same time, I'm paying for that shit to give you free shit. Exactly. So I'm like, I mean, yeah. if I if I do it myself and then, you know, that's something completely different. It'll be a smaller margin, you know, of expense. But for me to damn go to my third party for this little simple ass shit that I could do in five minutes and send out for a hell of a right. lot cheaper, you know, that's kind of what I'm into. Right. Right. Totally get that. Yeah. And now I know you kind of have the business that caters to your podcast, but um, I kind of want to do something like that. But, you know, here I am discussing behind this curtain shit. Um, I kind of want to do it on <laughs> on the reverse, you know, kind of in the vein of what I was just uh, talking about. And, you know, I, we network and we work with so many people in uh, on the podcasting game or whatever. And I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people I know that have, you know, are very talented and they're better at this shit than I am. Just like how you were saying with the, <laughs> um, <laughs> just like you were saying with the merchandise shit. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that can print fast to do better or whatever than what you are. You just got to find your groove and find your niche. You know, yeah, you gotta find what works best for you. Yeah, but like, 
here, here are how we are kind of like you know the kinship between us you know you talking about being a social mm-hmm. worker and you know always have the um, the heart to help somebody and you know give them that tough love or whatever and I kind of feel like that in the same way to where like I want to try to put people on that damn they don't see the potential in themselves. so right. mm-hmm. whenever I I make the come up because you know you got to say you will do it because if you just like I might do it you, you ain't going to you ain't gonna feel yourself, you know. You ain't gonna follow through. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I want to have yeah. the ability to put other people on because I know so many talented right. people, but they just like they need that push, and I want to be the push. Oh God, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I have to do many therapy sessions with uh, my friends who are also business owners. Um, you know, one case, of, and, and that's part of the reason that I'm so proud of the boutique is because we have. Like I said, all of our vendors are small business owners who are female. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have their full-time jobs. They, they're, you know, they're wives. They're raising kids and things like that. Uh, I have one vendor in particular. She started uh, selling hair bundles, you know, and, and it was through that phase. It was like, okay, wait a minute. Six years ago, every black person, uh, you know, wanted to sell your hair bundles. Uh, five years after that, now all black people want to fix your credit. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, it seems like if everybody's doing it, I mean, you got to make yourself stand out. And um, this particular vendor, you know, she actually, she thinks she goes, you tell me the truth. You don't, you don't baby me. You tell me the truth. I mean, because she was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I'm like, how much did you invest in this business? And she told me, oh, no, we're not about to quit. Nope. You got to make all that money back and then some. And I said, you know, have you done everything that you can do Mm -hmm. for this business? Have you done everything? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, bitch, you ain't losing. You can't (laughs) stop. You know, no. So, you know, I have her stuff in my boutique. um, And and, and it's hard. And we do have to lift one another up. And, you know, I'm I'm that bitch. I'm going to tell you the straight truth. And, um, because like, yeah there's times i want to give up too you know yeah, i'll yeah. have my little not crying in the corner day but i'm like the next day i gotta get my ass up and get back to grinding um and you're supposed to struggle mm-hmm. when you're a business owner it's not supposed to be easy easy at the beginning you know um and my, i always say coke is not sitting around wondering what the fuck pepsi is doing because shit they're coca-cola yeah. and that's kind of how i look at it. i don't have to always gonna be someone who's gonna copy off of you and I always tell people that uh, my personality, who my essence is what makes things that I do good. That is what the other person doesn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, we may be doing the same shirt, but the same person comes and buys mine because that is subject, that little bit of twist in it. And, you, you, you know, and it's because it, competition is not going to stop. It's steady, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you got to keep hustling. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, another thing that there's, you know, because this is infancy stuff that I'm talking about. It's just like I get buku into buyer's remorse. It's, just, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yes, yes, I was yes. like, I want that thing right there. But if I buy that mm-hmm. one thing for this price, you know how much little shit I could buy with that same amount? <laughs> and see, that's that's the difference with that me and James get into arguments about that because I know what it's like to be poor. Mm-hmm. He don't, you know what I mean? I, and, and I say the same thing you said. I was like, do you know how many things I could have bought with what you just spent on that one goddamn thing? That's how I think. So, you know, that would cause an argument. And we have gotten finally 
gotten to the point where I'm just like, just get it. Don't tell me. I probably won't even notice that you got the shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Especially when it comes to equipment for the Libra Lounge. I, I don't notice the new shit that he buys. So I told him, just do it. Because if you tell me you're thinking about doing it, or if you yeah. ask me, nine times I tell him, I say no. But, yeah, I, I get that buyer's remorse. So I'm just like, oh, man. So, yeah, he is in charge of all of that uh, with the boutique things. I do value his opinion a little bit. Don't ever tell him I said okay. that, okay? I'll edit that That's out. between you and me and your audience. He can't never know I said that. I do value because he keeps me on track because um, I'm not a budget person at all. He mm. is. Um, I'm like, ooh, I like that. We should just, you know, so yeah. it, 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 it balances. It, it's a good balance between the two of us. But did I always have that struggle right in the back of my mind? Like, you know, mm, what else could we have done with that money? So, yeah, I, I totally feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's to the point now to where I, I'm forecasting my paycheck. And it's just like I'm looking at it. It's like, all right, I got this covered. And, you know, yeah. b- bills are straight. So yeah. if I take this, I can put this in savings. I can take that and move this over yeah. here. And I'm just like, you know, I'm Jedi and my goddamn shit before I get the motherfucker, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but it's going to work out because I don't plan on quitting. I mean, it's here now. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ain't no going back now. Oh, yeah. Yep. I damn. Um, and it all be worth it one day. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I got the damn uh, circuit cut on the way. See what I'm saying? Yeah, so you on your way right now. You it, Do you have your heat press? I, I got to, um, I'm just, I got to piecemeal it because damn, it, it's just like I was saying. It's just like, all right, I got this money now <laughs> and I can buy this thing right, here. Right, exactly. But I know I need to do this shit over here. So I'm going to just get this now. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. What I'm, what I'm, yeah, fi- what I'm finding it. is that goddamn um, the Facebook marketplace and other places uh, turning yes. into my friend. <laughs> yes, yes. It, 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 um, you know, people, uh, they see my boutique and they're like, oh, my gosh, how'd you get? If they, uh, Facebook Marketplace, um, we did go to Harwin to buy some of the display items. I did go to TJ Maxx to buy some of the display items. Some of the bigger bulk things we did, you know, go to wholesalers that are specifically mm-hmm. for those kind of things. But it was a little bit of everything. You know, I'm like, you can make shit look like it's a million dollars and you only fit you know, 2,500, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it, it's your style. And, you know, I knew how I wanted it to look. I knew the exact aesthetic that I wanted. And we built from that vision, you know, uh, and it was, it was, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, we ain't gonna be able to pull this shit off. <laughs> but we were, I'm just like, I, cause I knew what I wanted. And I'm the type of person, if I can't have it, how I want it, I don't want it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we pulled it together and, um, I'm very happy with how it looks. But, yeah, there was some shit that, I mean, the mirrors in my dressing room came from Walmart. Were, yeah. So, you know. And you know, um, I know that you know, if I would have seen them. Yeah, I've got, you know, they're from Walmart. And, uh, I mean, some stuff, my, it, I, a lot of stuff my husband actually built. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are always surprised. But, yeah, he built a lot of that stuff. I said, look, this is what I want. This is how I want it. And he went out and he he made it happen. Work. But yeah, you shit. Well, Facebook Marketplace, that's my shit right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just yeah. like, I had a, uh, this motherfucker here. I ain't going to put him too much on blast, but I'm scrolling uh-huh. through. 
I'm at work, you know, on my break and whatnot. I'm scrolling through, scrolling through, and I see something I want. And I was just like, mm-hmm. the, the price that he's offering is uh, $10 more for one. Or, fuck it, I, I can get into specifics. It's not like I'm, it's, I'm buying drugs or nothing. But um, it, it was a, a original, there was some leisure shit. It was a original Xbox. Uh-huh. And the price that he mm-hmm. had with everything that it came with, um, he had two of them. He had two systems, games, and um, you know the controllers, all that shit. It worked, and the price that he was charging was the price of one if I went to a retail store. So I was like, bet. Mm-hmm. I was like, dog, I'm ten mm-hmm. minutes away from your house, but I don't get off work till one o'clock. Can you hold it till uh-huh. I, I get there? And he's like, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. So Uh-oh. one o'clock roll around, and um, I was he's like, hey man, um. Could you give me at least 30 minutes or so? Because I, I probably won't be there to the house until 1.30. I was like, sure, no problem. So where'd I go? Walmart. I'm just walking around, ch- chilling and shit or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, this is a little bit after 1.30. Start driving to the house. I'm like about mm-hmm. to pull in this motherfucker driveway. I, I pull up the instant messenger to let him know that I was almost there. And the thing said sold. Uh-huh. His uh, thing said sold. So I was like, yeah, no problem, because he about to sell it to me. Oh. So I was like, hey man, he I'm. Sold your shit. Yeah. So I was like, yeah man, I'm almost there. He's like, ah, I sold that. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like you're supposed to do a courtesy, like, hey, I got somebody in my house right now. Do you still want this? He says, dang, you wrong for that. That is not how Facebook Marketplace. He 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 he, he fucked up on the rules with that one. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm about to fuck up his customer rating, his son of a bitch. <laughs> you need to. That's exactly what you need to do. Yes, he's supposed to give you a courtesy. Look, yeah, if you say you're going to hold something, you hold it. I mean, if you're late picking it up, you still give a courtesy. Hey, do you still want this? I'm about to sell it. But yeah, he was, he, yeah. Yeah. He had you all the way fucked up that day. Shit, and then now my, <laughs> my wife wanted a road machine, you know, to exercise with. Find one for 40, uh-huh. 40 bucks when it's normally like a hundred and something. But damn, I had a mm-hmm. had an hour trip both ways. Well, not both ways, but like round trip to go get the motherfucker. And I didn't realize that till I got in the truck. And then me, I'm just like, well, fuck it, I'm already driving. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now let me ask you because I know you're always at Walmart. Do you go to the same Walmart or do you go to different ones? Um, since I've moved to the great city of Houston, Texas. Um, I've mm-hmm. been to multiple because when I first moved here, I did not have a fucking job. So I went to, I went all over this motherfucker. You know, I went to the east side, the west side, south side, north side. I just like, I'd be driving on the highway. I was like, oh, that's a Walmart. I'm going to get off on this exit mm-hmm. and I'm going to just walk through that bitch. So damn, within, right. in, within the past three years that the Walmart shit that's been going on, a uh, good majority of it is um, just different locations in Houston. But since we moved in, I started working steadily and whatnot. It's just been whatever one is in um, the vicinity of my house. So, So like, do they know you when you come? They're like, hey, what's up? Do people think you work there? Do they think you're a stalker? Well, you know, do they just, do you have those people wondering why the fuck you're always there and why are you always filming on your phone there? (laughs) Well, no, it it never came to that or whatever. But, like, most recently um, here at the Walmart by my house, there's one dude that knows who I am because I had okay. the, uh, it was like right off of Comic Palooza. And it wasn't because of Comic Palooza, mm-hmm. it was because I had my panda shirt on, the one I got made. And he's like, man, that's okay. A, he's like, that's a cool damn shirt. He said, that would look good on a white sweater, mm-hmm. which I was like, yeah, if you buy this motherfucker, I put it on anything you want. 
<laughs> so, so um right me and him got into a conversation about it. he was talking about the shirt and whatnot and then you know we just no shit he he was the greeter up front and me and this motherfucker is in here talking while people trying to give him receipts and shit and well if you're at Walmart, customers, if you're listening to me, your frequent goals of Walmart, if the motherfucker don't ask you for the receipt, don't bring it to him. Just walk your ass outside. Just keep walking. But it's that fear, though. It is that fear of, because I don't go to Walmart that often. I ain't going to lie. I'm snobbish. I go to Target. But every now and then, I will go to Walmart. But it, it is that fear that you have that you're going to get up there. You're going to think that, that the greeter is not going to ask you for it. Then they stop you. Then you got to go digging in your purse to find your receipt. It, it, it's an anxiety that that we want to get. We just we feel like we have to show that receipt. We got to follow the rules because you don't want to get an ignorant ass uh, Walmart greeter, embarrass you and everything. Get on the mic talking about this person. I need you at security up here, and they, they don't have the receipt. It, it's anxiety. Man. I know. I know it is for me. Now, I. I, I... I, I, my brother, he, I got a brother that live here, and we went to Walmart one day. I seen this motherfucker click off safe behind that shit one time. Um, I believe he bought the thing, and um, mm-hmm. he was going out to the car, but he went back in. And then it was uh-huh. the, the same greeter was like, hey, can I see your receipt? He's like, nah, fuck that. I ain't showing you shit. Yeah, I was like, whoa, <laughs> brother. I said, what did he do? Did he, yeah. did he punch your dog? What What the fuck going on? <laughs> You know what? It's part of it's like people steal from Walmart all the time, but they never catch the person stealing. They want to harass the motherfucker that just spent half their paycheck there, Mm -hmm. got the receipt. Those are the people they want to fucking embarrass. It's like, uh, okay, do you see that woman over there with that whole microwave underneath her dress? So you're just not going to stop her at all. You know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's that. I'm I'm like, like, no, I ain't showing you a goddamn thing. Yeah. That's just like, um, we had a saying in the Marine Corps is just like, there's, um, only one thief and everybody else is just trying to get their stuff back. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but exactly. What tickle me a lot of the times is um you can tell what caliber of neighborhood that you're in by the um the certain amount of products that are locked up in cases. So like you go to some places, the hair products oh, are locked yeah. up, the condoms are locked up, the freaking uh, I think I seen uh, really the razors are locked up. I was like, no. So yeah, I've I, never seen that. Man, yeah, I seen the the whole fan the Planned Parenthood section was locked down. I mean, the rubbers all locked up. Now, nah, if y'all see how some of these people out here parenting, now like, yeah, they need to get that shit away for free. That's exactly what the fuck I'm saying. I was like, how is you yeah, gonna be like, this? You know, hardcore on protecting condoms. Exactly. Shit. I'm like, nah, y'all need to have that easy access. Just throw, throw a box of condoms in everybody's bag before they leave. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, don't have that hard. Don't make that too uh hard for them to get because then you know bitch beating got pregnant 12 times and yeah. you know see but yeah. that, but that's the yeah. thing that's the thing though that's what walmart wants because you're creating more customers because they go by there <laughs> <laughs> we on to you walmart we are on to you yeah but like i see people get all bent up about it because um i seen a post on facebook not too long ago um motherfuckers was mad because they locked up all the black hair products and i was like but motherfucker quit stealing the shit and then it wouldn't lock it up. I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, the only reason and, that- and, and it's already the smallest damn section at Walmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stop stealing the shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's just like they're not doing it just 
to fuck with you. They're doing it because y'all still right. in the shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. Before you start calling Quanell X and you know starting to protest the shit, think about this for a second. There has to be a rational reason why they're doing this. And black folks, we know how we act. Mm-hmm. We know we feel. So that's why the shit is locked up. Can't get back. Yeah, and then uh, you know I just look at you know life and the whole perspective of things is just <laughs> like uh, when you get a cup of coffee from Walmart. I mean not Walmart. Uh, mm-hmm. McDonald's. On the cup, it says, uh-huh. hey, motherfucker, this shit is hot. It's coffee. Common right. sense. It says yeah. that on the damn cup. Not exactly in those words, but it's just letting you know. Right. Because yeah. one motherfucker burnt his goddamn, or a lady, burnt herself pretty the bad. An old lady, yep. Yeah. Yep. And she got $7 million out of their ass. So now. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, go call me. I mean, do what you got to do. I don't need these lips. You know, $7 million. That 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 and I bet I bet that bitch was all right. She was probably dead by now because she was like ninety nine when that shit happened. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm that type of person that I go to a store and I try to find the the wet spot. <laughs> uh, you know, I I look for the mop bucket. You know, I hope that it's just a little drop of something wet on the floor so my ass can slip and slide in and then win a whole lawsuit. Yeah. I'm uh, not above it. I'm going to sue for $150 million. <laughs> we can sell yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, man. And shit, um, what was it? Uh, one historic story or whatever that I, I find highly hilarious. Lady mm-hmm. went to an RV dealership. Bought a brand new RV. Uh-huh. You know, the the salesperson showed all around the RV, you know, sold her the RV, and she bought the thing, and she took it out on a road trip. So this mm-hmm. motherfucker hit the cruise control, got up out the driver's seat, mm-hmm. went in the back, and made her a motherfucking sandwich. <laughs> okay, wait. Wait. Yeah, so okay, wait. I, 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 here, I'll, I'll, I'll slow it down for you. She bought an RV. No, I got it. I, I fully got it. So basically, this bitch thought we were in the future, and she had one of those auto-driving vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she sued. Okay. She sued and got paid. Did she win? Yes. No shit. Because Are the, you kidding me? Because the motherfucker didn't tell her she couldn't do that. <laughs> wow. But that's the society that we live in, though. Yeah, I just don't get it. That is our society. I have the never seen. Went back and made a, a whole sandwich. Yeah, RV and put the damn RV. Yeah, on cruise control. Ain't that about some shit? Yeah. So I mean, I know she wasn't black. <laughs> More than likely. Um, but for one thing, a black woman ain't about to drive no RV. Uh-huh. And secondly, they sure as hell ain't gonna pay her money for fucking fix, fixing a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And putting her damn car, the RV, on cruise control. Yeah, that. Yeah, she was white. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like the whole ridiculousness of the of the situation is just like I've never in yeah. my lifetime, and I can imagine the people that are in generations ahead of me in their lifetime have never seen a RV that drives fucking self. I mean, up at that point in time, because I know we got shit that drives itself all the time now. But at that point in time when that we incident happened. still don't happened, have RVs that drive themselves. Yeah. But at that point in time when that yeah. incident happened, we didn't have none of that shit. So I don't get why she thought this yeah. thing was so magical and powerful that it could, you know, handle that task. Bitch thought she was on the Jetsons and shit. Yeah. I felt like the Jetsons the other day. 
um, just that one instance in the beginning of the in, in the intro, um, I pulled out my wallet and took some cash out to get to my wife, and she took my whole motherfucking wallet. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it's supposed to work. <laughs> now, um, nobody told you. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, your situation is a uh, kind of different because I mean, you have uh, sponsors. Uh, for your podcast and you know you have your own self you know included uh, sponsorship with your businesses so I mean mm-hmm. when it comes to sponsors and whatnot, the, what what is that one product or that um, one company that would you like to support you and your efforts like if I had a chance to if I if I could select a sponsor for me yes correct ooh I mean I'll let you think on it but can you guess what mine would be? Target. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking Target. Well, uh, is that Costco? That's that. I'm, I'm, that's the kind of vibe I'm picking up. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, it would be Walmart. Well, Shit, they should be contacting you. Now, um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I reached out to their customer service line like months, months ago inquiring about yeah. sponsorship or whatever but you know walmart is a machine so i don't even know if that even made it to the end yeah that's that's lost yeah, yeah that's 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 up in space right now that email uh-huh. um if i had the ideal sponsor for my show oh man it would have to be like i would love for like ulta or Sephora to be a sponsor for my show mm-hmm. show or torrid which uh you know, they, they specialize in plus size women fashions. I would want something like that. Wow. Um, they, more so so I could get free products. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I mean, yeah, it's all, yeah. Free products. Yeah. yeah. And fuck Target too. As much money as I spent in Target, mm. they owe me. Yeah. And you know what? It's, I like Target. You know, Walmart is my, my, my preferred poison. But um, I yeah. will say on record, and I have said it many times before. Um, Target has a superior electronic section to Walmart. Oh, by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they do. They yeah. do. And yeah. then, you know, they expand in here pretty soon for what I understand because I talked to one of the sales reps. I was like, do you have this one thing that I need that you I don't see out here? And it's like, no, we don't mm-hmm. have that now, but we're expanding our electronic section. I was like, you just need to turn into a whole motherfucking electronic section because I ain't buying none of this other shit in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and then Target also doesn't have the razors and the condoms locked up. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those were those would be some pretty badass sponsors. I I, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, I'm down for just about anybody, but Walmart would be the dream since I'm in that bitch, just giving them free advertising or whatever. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I actually thought you had a studio set up in Walmart. <laughs> you know, and that, that's that's one of the goals, because, I mean, I, I know um, when we was doing the panel or whatever, people was talking about, you know, milestones and goals and everything. I really don't have any, which I stated during the panel. But that mm-hmm. is that is a, a specific goal to have a podcast live in the motherfucking Walmart. <laughs> yeah. You know, People, I, I think one. I think you should just show up one day and just do it, because Lord knows people go to Walmart and show up just to do any kind of random shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll take you, you know, between the time that the greeter alerts the manager, the manager alerts security, 
that's that's gonna be another hour and a half right there. Um, <laughs> I, your show will probably be over by the time security got to you. At least the security that's at fucking Walmart. Yeah, I, I think you should just go for it. Yeah, well, I mean, I've done similar things to where like I had my um, my son trail me with a camera, and I had uh, two uh-huh. inter- I had two interviews that I did fully in Walmart. Uh, it was one with a local yeah. c- comedian here uh, by the name of Foxy, and we was just walking around uh-huh. that motherfucker where my son was videotaping. And uh, yeah. we just had a jolly old conversation. She called. She called my son the motherfucker. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I like her. She my kind of people right there. Yeah. And then we was like three sheets to the wind prior to anyway. So I mean, I didn't hold it against her. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully one day one of those videos will go viral, and then boom, there you go. Me like, uh, so uh, can I borrow? You know, I don't know, two hundred thousand dollars from you. I know Walmart one of your sponsors, so I know you good for it, so, right? I mean, yeah. and, and and that would go back to my previous statement. I was like, I, I, I see the people with the talent that have some potential. And if I had the means to be that push, I would do such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, if that's in the budget, you know, I, I slip you a little bit. You know, I, I see what's up. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. It might be a, ba- might be a bartering system. I mean, I had to pimp, pimp your husband. I'd be like, hey, man, come build me some shit real quick. <laughs> you can have them. No, that's not a problem at all. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shit. Um, damn, I had something that threw me off for a second. <laughs> okay, so you know, here's something that's really, really funny. Uh-huh. So, um, as we're doing this interview, I'm actually watching my podcast, which I never watched my podcast, mm-hmm. but it's on right now. So I <laughs> added on. Uh, I don't know why I'm watching it because I can't hear shit, but I, I'm just responding to people's comments on there. But mm-hmm. yeah, you actually forced me to sit my ass down and actually view my own shit. You're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, maybe you get some more hands on with that motherfucker. Nah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, is is that a, like uh, one of your things or whatever? I mean, you don't go back and view or listen to your shows? No. No, I don't. Mm-mm. And my husband thinks it's the oddest thing, but I, 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 no, I don't. I don't go back and watch. I don't go back and listen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't understand. I was like, I, shit, I was there. I know what I said. Yeah. I know how I look. Well, I mean, like I don't, I'm not, you know, and then, I, you know, I'm forced to do it because I edit everything. So, you know, oh, OK. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, don't, gotcha. I don't I don't have a white guy in my pocket like how you stated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone needs a white guy in their pocket in their pocket. Yes, yeah, you're so right. But uh, no, I don't. He, he does. I mean, of course, he edits it. But he also listens to it like numerous times afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, I, um, I do that with interviews. Weird because I, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I I do that with interviews that I enjoy because like I just wrapped up a um an interview with um Chris Van Chris Van um Vallette. Uh, damn, I said his name right yesterday, <laughs> but damn, I fucked it up just now. And um, he I, ain't gonna ever come back on your show. Yeah, I know. He and he said he would, but he might hear this. Well, see, this is the mm, so you couldn't even get my goddamn name right. I said, well, this, nah, is the pow- fuck you. this is the power of technology. I can chop that out. I mean, he ain't he'll never know. That's true. But I'm gonna call and tell him that's fuck shit. Up. God damn it. Well, his episode coming out soon, <laughs> so I gotta get his shit out there before this one come out. Right. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, we had a, a bomb ass conversation last night. And um, yeah, I see where I went wrong in life because I'm just like a year older than him and he's like highly successful mm-hmm. and I'm not. He got a mane of hair and I'm bald. So, yeah, he's he been, oh. <laughs> he been doing some good shit. But um, I go back and listen to shit like that, especially like if I'm making a commute or I'm going somewhere uh, like Walmart. 
You know, I play podcasts all the uh-huh. time. I don't even listen to the radio. Yeah, um, it's weird because I actually only started listening to podcasts a couple of months ago. Yeah, I remember that. Now I'm totally addicted. Yeah, now I'm completely addicted. I actually turned on uh, satellite radio on my truck the other day. I'm like, radio ain't shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm addicted to podcasts now, you know. Um, but I listen to podcasts that, you know, like my husband's like, of course you listen to that. I mean, I listen to the podcast that's like the Team Mom Trash Talk, mm-hmm. uh, Watch What Happened Live with Andy Cohen, uh, Little Women Atlanta Recap. That's the kind of goofy ass shit that I watch because yeah. that's what I'm into. But I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's, it's seeing that uh, eclectic list of shows that you just named and whatnot. I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, are you a loving hip hop, or uh, you watch all that stuff? Okay, so I did. I used to be totally addicted to loving hip hop Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched all the way up to the season before Jocelyn left because I, I just fucking love Stevie. He cracked me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch loving hip hop. Um, what is it, L.A., the one that had Ray J on it? Yeah. But I think the last season that I watched it was when he uh, pushed Princess in that pool. That shit right there is classic television right there. Yeah. Um, so right now, my um, the reality shows, and, and, and I primarily watch reality TV. Um, I watch uh, Little Women Atlanta, which we've had one of their stars on our show. Um, I watch Little Women L.A., uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, and New Jersey. I could not get with Atlanta this year. It was just too much. Um, Southern Charm. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Chrisley Knows Best. <laughs> Team Mom. Team Mom 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it for right what's on current. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. yeah, I, I, I used to watch uh, Welcome to Sweetie Pies. Okay. Uh, I, I just fucking, I used to watch Billy the Exterminator. I just fucking love reality TV. I, I, I do. I want my own reality show. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would fit with you and what you're doing and whatnot. But like, I don't, me personally, I don't see the appeal to some of those things because like, um, the freaking the ones to where it's tracking people that's doing a business or whatever. That's why I kind of say that yours would fit that mold because I mean, you have a business, you do a podcast. I mean, that would make for some interesting shit that I would watch. But like all this fucking well, yeah. <laughs> loving hip hop and all this other crap, my watch, my wife watched that, and I'm just sitting there like. Every 10 minutes is like, uh-uh, bitch, nah, this bitch, nah, you bitch, 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 bitch. And I'm just like, you yeah, like this because um, why? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you're right. And uh, I guess since I've gotten a little bit older, I kind of got out of the love and hip-hop phase. But some of that shit's just, it's so fucking funny because it's just so dumb and outlandish. Um but yeah, uh, my husband, oh, he gets straight. I, what was I watching? Um, oh, and I watched RuPaul's Drag Race. That is like one that I just don't miss. Um, mm. We actually have one of their contestants on our show. And uh, I think I was watching Mama June from Hot Till Not. And my husband, he actually stormed outside of the room. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you, okay, are we going white boy crazy? Are you about to shoot up everybody in the house? I mean, what, what talk to me, what's going on? He's like, I can't believe that nasty, fat, nasty, hillbilly bitch has her own show, and you don't have one. I was like, well, well, maybe it's because I'm not a, you know, trashy, nasty, fat, hillbilly woman. Yeah, maybe not, that's why I don't have one. You're not a train wreck. 
Exactly. Yeah. So entertaining, I think I am, but a train wreck, nah. Mm-hmm. But I, it may happen one day. Yeah. And then you know, w- with all this social media and freaking technology that people, just regular people, have at their disposal. I mean, it's not off to even think that you can just start it yourself. I mean, you got the studio. Yeah. You got the equipment yeah. or access to it. I mean, just do your own shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that, you know, we we have looked, we kind of have looked into a little bit um, to kind of see what it does take. Um, so that may be something that we do really explore in the very near future. Um, I mean, of course, it's easier if you know somebody that knows yeah. somebody. But um, well, I know somebody. Yeah, it, it, who you know? I know. So I know a production company by the name of Three Sixty mm, Visuals that I was a part of their film and a, a couple music videos. So I mean, I got somebody on the the technical aspect of it. Okay, okay. Well, we may have to talk about that. I mean, it's something that I would love to do because mm-hmm. um, people know I'm like, I want to be a reality star. My goal in life is to be like the Real Housewives girls. And it just makes people laugh. And I'm like, why? I'm like, that, it, yes, that's what I want. So, you know, I figure when the time is right, it'll happen just like, you know, everything has happened with all these other, you know, businesses and ventures and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would absolutely be down for that. If someone called me right now and say, you know what? I think we want to follow you around with the camera. Pay me, of course, you know, we're interested in you being part of a reality show or your own. I'm like, Oh, where do I sign? <laughs> I'm ready. For sure. Now in the, for guests and whatnot, what's one mm-hmm. that's on, the top of your list or two i'll give you your top three what's your top three um i want to um Alyssa edwards who is a, a international drag queen who i'm just totally obsessed with her mm-hmm. um and, and and i'm not the person like i would i would want to interview oprah to make my family proud yeah <laughs> you know what i mean Give my parents something to brag about, but um, let's see. Uh, Teresa Judice, who's one of the stars of um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, mm-hmm. and um, I have a list. I can't I'm, now that yeah, I'm put on a spot. I can't think of everybody. Yeah. Um. Shit. Um, <laughs> RuPaul. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tara Jolay. I. I. Uh, Big Frida. Those are some people that I would just, you know, die to interview Um, just because I have read their stories. I I love a good backstory. Uh, You know, a lot of them have had situations that would break other people down. You know, for example, Tara Jolet, you know, she's a little person and, you know, was told, you know, told no a lot just because, you know, she's a dwarf. Mm -hmm. Um. And I read her book, and it's great. Big Frida, totally obsessed with Big Frida. Um, it's another. I like hustlers. I like people who hustle. You know, um, Big Frida is one of the hardest working entertainers out there. He, you know, is a recording artist, but he's solely independent. So he literally works every single day. Yeah. Um, and that's just fascinating to me. Um, but you know, if, if I had the big ones, you know, of course, Oprah. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, Obama, you know, um, you know, people, people like that. But yeah, I, I love, I love, I'm fascinated by people that 
we're I guess we could say we're on reality TV to yeah. <laughs> so have gone you know gone from reality TV and taken that and that platform and built their own platform and have done great things with it. So yeah, I, I, I thought about that as well. I mean this. You know any of those people that you name, I will welcome with open arms onto this show or whatever. But it's to the point to where mm-hmm. like, if you asked me who I would want on the show, go ahead, ask me real quick. So if you have the opportunity to, you know, interview or have anyone on your show, who would you choose? Anybody that would say yes, <laughs> right? Because that's basically what it is. Because like, if I email you, I want you on the fucking show. I mean, so right. like, yeah. I, I've been all yeah. over the spectrum because, like, I even do shit like I'll watch a TV show for the first time and I picked out like some background actor. I'm like, I want that motherfucker and, on the yeah. show. Yeah. And if he say yes, yeah. that's I'm, what it yeah. is. Yeah, because you know the thing about it is, is that everyone has an interesting story. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm a, like I said, I'm a sucker for a backstory. And you're right. I, you know, my husband always tells people. Keisha can interview anybody. She can roll with it. You know, um, we had a tonight. We have a stand-up comedian who's on there, and I mean, we act a damn fool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the week before, I had a local politician on the show. Um, you know, so if you know how to interview someone, you can make it a good show. You can make it an entertaining show. Um, so you know, I I'm glad to have every guest that I've. Okay, maybe like it's a couple of them that mm-hmm. I wish had never been on the goddamn show. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But pretty much every person that has been on there, I have been very, very happy that I have the opportunity to interview them. I mean, just in this year that we've been doing it, I've, you know, I've interviewed Slim Thug. You know, I was invited mm-hmm. to come to his press release for his 20th anniversary. Um, and he doesn't do a lot of interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it was only a select group of people that got to, you know, an invite to come and interview him. And, you know, I've interviewed Zero. We've interviewed uh, porn stars. Uh, Those are you fun. Know, we've had, yeah, we, that was interesting. Uh, but it was a great, so, you know, when people hear porn star, of course, they just think about, you know, the sexual aspect of it, as we all do. Mm-hmm. But shit, when she sat down there, she, this, this girl is smart. She, knows, she, she paid her way through college being a dominatrix. Yeah. You know, and, and that's minimal like, work. Hey, I can respect that. Yeah, that's kind of minimal work or whatever, because usually she the one just beating motherfuckers up, you know? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, yeah. And, uh, I mean, she, I can't remember what her degree was in, but, uh, I mean, it was something along the lines like aviation or something like that. So, you know, she was wanting to, you know, break away from the adult films because she's like, you know, I'm getting older, I want to have kids, and, you know, she goes, I want to write a book, I want to go around doing speak, you know, speaking, doing speaking, and I'm like, you have a great story to tell. So it's mm-hmm. like you have a guest and you think your interview is going to go one way and then you discover all these other aspects of your guest that you're like, well, damn, you know? So I, I agree. You know, anybody, it, everybody has a story to tell and I don't mind being the person that they tell it to. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the, um, the, the porn star thing or whatever. Um, there's one in particular that I, I wanted to get on. That was like for selfish reasons. I could, I thought that would be cool just to have that one particular one on there. It was Roxy Reynolds. Everybody should know that. But, um, mm-hmm. I, I had one on here a couple of times. Uh, her name now is Melanie Cummins and it was cool to uh, sit down and talk with her or whatever, because damn, 
she loved fucking uh well of course she loved fucking but she loved video games so mm-hmm. we were sitting up there talking about Time Crisis, which is one of my all-time favorite arcade games to play and shit. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just cool to have that freaking conversation. Now, every time I go to, like, a movies or somewhere where they have arcade game, I see Time Crisis, I think of her. Not in a sexual way, but because she cool people. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, you know, the girl that we had on, uh, Kelly Provocateur, she is well-known because she, you know, is a dominatrix. But she also has a very large clip. Did you get to see yeah, it? And I was just like, girl, I was like, that looks like a damn a, a baby penis that you got down there. You know, so that is it, just you think your interview is going to go one way. And then, like you said, you found other things that, you know, she was interested in. And the same thing with, you know, when I interview people and then, you know, usually when they stay after the show, you learn even more about them. Mm-hmm. And then some of those people, you stay in contact with them. You develop, you know, friendships with them, you know, so that I always like when that, I always like when that happens as well. Yeah. yeah Cause like, I mean, obviously we know what the fuck you do and what that consists right. of, but like, what's the day to day like, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, I think our time has come to an end. Oh, that went by fast. That was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, but before you go, don't leave just yet. Let, oh, I wasn't. I wasn't yet. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media. All righty. So, if you look up the Libra Lounge with Keisha, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter, as I call it. I still just don't, I just don't get Twitter, but, you know, I'll be yeah. trying. Um, you can also uh, watch the show on YouTube. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. And you can also listen to the show on iTunes. I'd love it if you gave me a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to us on the TuneIn app as well. Word. So, you've been a guest of the show. And I appreciate you for giving me your time. And the door is always open you, for you to you. come on back in and talk some shit and like have your husband Absolutely. do all the work. I could do that all day. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, you know, I hope that we all, you know, some of the people that we, you know, connected with that, the, uh, comic palooza, I, I really hope that we all do get together and do like a live show, oh, yeah. um, and sell tickets and shit like that and get ripped. Hell yeah. Um, I think that would be fantastic. Uh, hey, you got the, um, the space for it. Don't you? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you don't want with the actual business yeah. and getting income and shit. We just like hobbyists in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, y'all are more than welcome to come anytime. We'd love to have y'all and come all down to our little country ass neck of the woods and do what we do. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for having me. Okay. And that was Miss Keisha Keisha from the Libra Lounge. Uh, hopefully one day we get this uh, reality show on and popping. I just want to be um, like a bruh man on Martin or whatever. I just come in uh, randomly throughout the show, throughout the season and just do stupid shit and just be off camera or whatever. That, that's that's my primary function that I would like to be uh, introduced to people on TV. Just the random motherfucker in the background <laughs> and whatnot. And uh, yeah, uh, listening to that episode, you can see it's kind of dated or whatever. I already made references to Chris Van Vliet and everything, and I got the name right that time. And um, a couple other things, because, you know, man, I be busy. I do a, a rash of these podcasts all at once. And then, you know, I just kind of put them out at my leisure, 
and whatnot. And this was one of the ones that was kind of at the top of the pile, but like the way things were restructuring, how my bank account was set up, uh, it came out when it came out. So I do apologize, but nonetheless, it is here for your listening enjoyment. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got to know Keisha a little bit more. And um, she cool. She a business lady, a future reality star, because I'm going to put that out into the air. And uh, because there's been a thing that I've been noticing about the random rounds with Rob, you know, you can call it coincidence. And I highly think it's all coincidence, but I think it's a funny coincidence. People that have uh, come on this show have in some instances moved on to better things. Case in point. Michael Jai White was on this show. And now he's a daggone, he was dubbed a king in a, a country somewhere in Africa. <laughs> so I, I say that's a hell of a, a upgrade and whatnot. Uh, Josiah Williams, um, popular for the Wrestling and Flow YouTube series and whatnot. He was on this show. Now he's signed to uh, WWE, uh, working down at the Performance Center and um, doing a lot of their social media uh, stuff. So uh, that's one. Alicia Atut was on the show and uh, she got a deal with AEW as uh, one of the backstage correspondents and whatnot. Uh, Chris Van Vliet, as previously mentioned, he has also been signed with AEW as a backstage personality and some other things they got going on. And um, who else? What else is going on? Uh, Kiefer Bartek who has been on the show way back in the day. And he, we have a recent interview coming up with him. I'll probably put that one out next week. He's running his own professional wrestling pr- promotion. That's an upgrade from just being a singles and tag team competitor running your own shit. So I believe that's upgrade. And there's many examples that I can point to uh, Sir John Lee being on the show numerous amount of times, putting out a bomb ass album and uh, you know, just a lot of people, uh, moving on up they're, they're, they're trending upward after being on this show so uh that that's my campaign that's my my, my plug my commercial you get on the show and you get that uh three hour show bump baby <laughs> probably has nothing to do with me but still i just think it's a funny coincidence oh another one black rambo my homeboy i served with him in the uh, military he was on the show and um now his uh ig account went from at the time I think 86,000 followers and as well up into, let's see, I think you almost at 500,000, but that n- dramatic increase did not come until he was on this show. Yeah. Let me give you some actual numbers. Cause I don't want to just be making up shit. Hey, you got his own ammunition coming out here pretty soon. You're working on that black Rambo ammo. You see that? See how he did that? So man, you'd be on three hour show. Yeah. There you go. 517, thousand followers up from 86,000 after he came on this show. So yeah, the B, the three hour show bump is real, baby. <laughs> but anyway, let me, let me get all this stuff done. Get this, uh, chopped up and edited and whatnot, which it already is. If you're listening to it right now, but I don't know why I say things like that. Anyway, live events, November 2nd and 3rd, I will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey for the J1 Con. I'll be there in person. So if you're in the New Jersey area, you're a fan of the show or you just like comics and cosplay and all kind of other things. Come on down to Atlantic City and we can exchange crisp high fives 
at the uh, J1 Con or whatever. And here in Houston at the Bar Bohemi, downtown Houston, November 16th, we're doing the second annual H-Town Podfest. So all the local H-Town podcasts can descend on Bar Bohemi and we have a good time. If you're a listener, show up. If you're an artist, show up. Whatever you do, if you enjoy podcasts or you just want to come hang out with the peoples, come on down. November 16th at Bar Bohemi. Might have something in between now and November, but I'm not sure on that because I'm a lazy turd and I haven't filled out the paperwork, so I might miss out on it. <laughs> but um, it remains to be seen. So just be looking out on social media, especially Instagram, because that's why I announce a lot of things and whatnot. So uh, speaking of social media, you can follow me on Twitter at It's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. Also, this show that you're listening to right now. Has his own Twitter at 3R Show. And you can go to Instagram, type in 3R Show. And it's not the one that only has two posts. Uh, and it pisses me off so bad that they have it and not using it. But you just type in the random rounds with Rob or use the hashtag 3R Show and you find me. Use that Walmart log hashtag. You see me rambling and rambling on through the hollowed halls of Walmart. Yeah, so uh, follow me on all the social medias. Go to randomrobcast.com. And you can find many ways to support the show. Um, some paid through merchandise and other monetary gain. But you don't have to spend a dime of your money to support the show. The most important way that you can support the show is listening, subscribing, liking, retweeting, telling a friend and making your friends listen and um, writing those five star reviews. Five star reviews are important for any podcast that you listen to. And if you got anything four stars or below, leave some feedback baby we appreciate that oh so much so um yeah shoot me a five star review and i read it on the show yeah i said it and uh shout out to hoppy rogers it's great to hear his voice again he's uh was a staple in the show um many moons back he would always leave a voice man it seems that he's getting back into the groove and you know i don't hardly plug the um the voicemail line or whatever is in the show description It's all over social media and whatnot, but you can be a part of the show by leaving a voicemail. It can be about anything, make it as random as possible. You know, t- vent your frustrations like Hoppy did or whatever at the top of the show. And you can do that at 304-825-5762. That's 304-825-5762. So be a part of the show, send them voicemails in there. And um, that's it. You know, we got some uh, more H-Town people coming up on the show, um, and it's going to be a good time, and I'll see you next time. Time, 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 time.